0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on no, 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 Oh, you are no, such a no, 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 suck-up. No, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is the Jabber knocker
1: Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Jabber Knocker Podcast. As always, this is Mini alongside for the rise of man that has always brought in an axe to a poker game, JC. No, but uh, I see what
0: you're doing there. I, I mean i just won a few axes in my day chopping wood i always actually enjoyed that as a kid i don't know about you Chop. uh when i could actually start to lift the axes, i got older uh but yeah um i was never the biggest poker player mainly because when i played poker i like to bluff on every hand and you know that's not really sustainable so <laughs> you
1: bluff no get out yeah, of town you know me bluffing that doesn't get sound out of town good, so. you yeah, yeah. bluffing get me that i've had here yeah, all right awesome. anyway on that note Let's get into the Knocker podcast, JC. There's a lot of positive and negative here. I assume, like, downstairs right there on the uh, the 364 poker face. I assume we're going into the shine. So let's get oh, the...
0: Oh, in the shine, much like Mandy Rose and SLM. You know who would really love Mandy Rose is JBL. He would have loved to have her at his poker game invitation, whatever it was called. I really enjoyed these segments this week because... When they give us something like this, it's obviously an ode back to like when JBL was a wrestler and did the things at the APA, and those are always fun. But I like segments like these, especially when they're themed and threaded throughout the night, because it gets a lot of different people involved. And the reason why for me this week, particularly on Raw, is I'm still enjoying Raw mostly week to week. But the last like month or so, and a lot of the other things non-poker game related on this episode it's the same people interacting the same people having matches and the same people in the feuds over and over that. It's like, you guys got a big roster bigger than it's been in a while with triple H bringing people back. Why am I seeing the same shit every week and the same people every week? So I really enjoyed this poker segment because it broadened a lot of different people in WrestleMania. What else did it do? It kind of branched us off with some unique things. Like whether it was something small, like Dom and Tozawa, like getting Dom another dominant win, making him look like an asshole. Check, check. That was big. And at least it gave us a new new opponents for the OC with Corbin and the Alpha Academy, which whatever six man tag, whatever. But at least it was like getting the OC away from their judgment day. But you kind of uh, hinted it to it uh, off the top with Dexter there it kind of like gave him like a unique direction here with like kind of highlighting why he can be an asset on the WWE main roster, because stuff like this, he can really shine. So I did, I really enjoyed these segments throughout the night. Uh, JBL, I think, has been, as weird as to say, a breath of fresh air on WWE TV since he's come back. He's just like that old school heel that they sometimes lack in this new age of wrestling. So I did, I really enjoyed these segments.
1: I will say this much too, that something that definitely uh, came to me when I was watching this, was that Dexter Loomis really did a great job, just a great job kind of filling the void of what I can, in, in the opposite spectrum. He's like our truth plug and play, but on a completely different circuit. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's, that's kind of what we have to look at because I, like, as a kid, I really loved, you know, Texas Hold'em poker, especially when it like boomed and everything. And I would watch like Texas Hold'em all the time on the weekends, eating subs and that's stuff. That's
0: his be- sunglasses. Oh yeah, it. dude. I would, like, I, would,
1: I, would, I would, I would, I would, I would, dude, Moneymaker and Phil, Phil Ivy. Those are my boys like back in the day. Holy moly. Uh, but uh, b- beside the point i i really really if we could get a jobber knocker poker game that'd be pretty cool but that's beside the point uh but I, again i agree with you when they're branching off obviously they um they had the dom thing with tozawa funny uh they had corbin which i thought was a little odd i think our boy did joe stop or somebody else brought it up that corbin and shorty g were like bitter rivals and now they're a tag team and like i mean i know it like is what it is years but. ago like no shorty i know g
0: also doesn't exist anymore he's Chad Gable, who's an asshole. So. No, I know.
1: I get that like, now, but it was just, it, I mean, the nerd. Well, listen, you could do that with anything. It's like, right. why does
0: anyone like this happens like every other week? Sure. You know? It's,
1: but I, I will say the other thing that I thought was really nice was like, a, a, and very odd at the same time was like, okay, good. Like we're away from the judgment day thing. Judgment day has something else. You know what I mean? And it's just, there's so much that like branched off of that. And even, we didn't even talk about this part. They talked about the Miz and his fake Rolex. Yeah. That was yeah, nice. That was And you can see he's on down on his luck. Like, I don't think we're going to get a happy Corbin Miz thing, but I think the Miz can take a crumb and turn it into a cookie. Like, he's that good at taking a nibble at something like, John, we've always been friends instead of, like, negating the fact that he kicked the Miz out of the locker room 15 years ago. (laughs) You know, shit like that is just so funny when you're a heel. And then, of course, just JBL did a good job of, like, if it's a heel, no matter what, I'm on their side. Like, he did a great job facilitating the whole time. Like, a classy establishment. Like, I I thought that was hysterical to me. So, kudos to them for doing it. Because, again, like you stated, it's a device. They don't normally need to go to it every single time. But not a lot of poker was being played. You know what I mean? And that's fine. It wasn't like, you know, we're sitting here doing, like, graphics and stuff. Like, oh, what's going to happen on the river? You know, like, you know, none of that bullshit. So, uh, I appreciated it and. uh Thank God, because honestly, one of my biggest heats, I think, and we'll talk about it later, was like the commentary in general on Raw was just fucking atrocious. So I think- it having, It's getting worse, man. So having this <laughs> having this, uh, kind of be a breather in between these segments was super helpful, because it was like, what, five or six segments, it felt like, and it didn't fatigue me. It didn't- No. It, I think it helped the show very much. And I just wanted to state, because I never, ever get a compliment from our boy, your, uh, now your, your favorite chiropractor. He says, hate to admit it, but Nestle's hair is wonderfully coiffed. And you know what? You are actually spell Quaffed. I don't know, but I'm I'm not Joe. Is it with a C? I
0: don't know. I always assumed it was if, a C- If the Joe never, Stoppers I've never lurking. it
1: out. He's so. Joe Joe's like in the woods deeply and then he hears like burr, burr, burr. somebody made a grammatical error and he like pops out of his little being and he's like "Well, Doc, mm, so I got to tell it." So, I love Joe, but he knows he knows that. Uh, but it strikes me as a Phil Helmuth guy. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Uh, but enough of that. Anything else that got you shine-worthy in this little program of ours? Yeah, I'm jumping over to
0: SmackDown because Nestlemania, Finally, finally, there is one and only awesome World Cup champion, and that is Rick. Oh, Shay.
1: I gotta catch my breath. That was a lot. Pew pew pews. If Cap's listening, he's gonna love the amount of pew pew pews. I think you need a moment. Finally, we
0: can erase the other fake World Cup champion, which we will expunge from the record because now there was one and only Ricochet winning the World Cup. I kind of, this was not expected because a lot of, we like talked about a lot. We thought this was Braun, a device to set up Braun versus Gunther. But instead, like obviously Ricochet was the one that Gunther took the title off of. Their matches were awesome. So I'm not mad they're running it back. But I like to see things like this. Like we talk about it with like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania or like a king of the rain. It's like, it's a way to give somebody like legit something on their record when they don't necessarily need to be given a title. We assume Ricochet isn't going to win the IC title, but now he can come away with this and be like, I was a world cup champion. You know, it's nice, resume patter for a guy who is really good week to week is on TV a lot. And it just gives them a little extra cachet. And I don't think there's many more people more deserving than Ricochet. The man who sacrifices
1: himself for people pretty much every week on the
0: program. So I was thrilled to see him win the
1: world cup. I was, I thought it was Santos. I really did. I, we, I think we both sat on this program saying this is Santos. This has to happen for Santos. Uh, and then of course, you know, Braun came out and cleared out Imperium, which I thought was a nice little touch, obviously a segment breaker, if you will. And then, Then we had an an even fight, and I went, oh, okay, if it's even, then Ricochet might win. And he did. I'm assuming Ray will have something to say about this, considering he thinks the best in the world is somewhere else and probably- Not anymore. There's one and only. So you can have that conversation with Ray privately because, you know, pew, 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 and all that jazz. Um, I will say this much. I feel like, and you're going to probably say, you know, stop it, but- Stop it. If Santos or Braun had won the World Cup, I feel like there'd be an if. Like in my mind, going, there's a potential here for this to to, to change hands. I don't want it to, but you do, want it. You, you want an if when you're watching something. You don't want to. You want to. You don't want, you want to know it? ahead of time. But I don't think Ricochet is gonna beat Gunther.
0: I can give you your if. You, you you mentioned it in that match. Who is Gunther actually feuding with right now? Who's feuding with Imperium? Braun. Who could easily cost Gunther his title and Ricochet win? Braun. There's your if.
1: I, and I, I, that's a great, Boom. that's a great defense. I'm just saying. Ricochet takes that title Seems unlikely. Mania. Maybe
0: they feel like Gunther doesn't need it. Maybe they have a six man for like Imperium planned out at WrestleMania or something. You never know. And that, it's Brock, so Gunther it's, it's Brock be and Gunther, IC baby. Title.
1: It's Brock or Gunther. That's I mean, what it's got to I mean, be.
0: That would be interesting. But because I, would, I
1: just, the visual of Brock Lesnar getting chopped and then going, okay, motherfucker. And then see, here I comes really the, think gloves. We're getting, the gloves. The gloves come we're off. Getting
0: Brock Lashley three at Mania.
1: No, I think the we're getting that, Brock that we, Lashley at Royal Rumble.
0: I, well, we might, but I, I think it's coming in the new year at some point because every time we see Bobby Lashley on TV, it's referencing Brock. So they're clearly setting up that trilogy fight. And I mean, I think they could do something in the rumble, which is why I think it'll probably Brock Lashley three screams WrestleMania. So, but down the line, I mean, I think Gunther Brock would be a cool, like SummerSlam or something. I don't know if they're going to give it a mania, but you never know.
1: I hope we don't wait that long. Cause honestly, I feel like there's yeah, just they something. Yeah, can wait on that one. It's uh, fine. I don't, he, It'll he, just, because Gunther can only get like, like a little bit bigger by then. You know what I mean? No, that's so. fair. That's fair. But I feel like, so here's my other thing too is, and this is why I I really wanted the Brock Lesnar lastly thing for years, right? And then we got the first one and I was like, okay, storytelling. Well, storytelling yeah. happened and the, the, then he got hurt. And then we had the second one, which wasn't really a match in my opinion. It was kind of just there, you know, to make herder. money. And then, so I feel like the third one has to be what we want it to be. Like an all-out war, because we keep getting these pull-aparts and these pull-aparts, but we don't get any satisfaction from it. At least I don't when I'm watching it. I, I mean, it's something about those two though. Like it just when I see them together, it is visually
0: pleasing. Yeah, and it's like I want to see it no matter because it's just like they look good, like matched up. They look good on the graphic. They look good staring each other down. They look good slobbering at each other, both unable to cut perfect promos. Like it just <laughs> it adds to it. It's a little bit a little. One's bit a farm boy
1: and one's a marine. Together they can't speak. It's great they'd rather go off into the sunset it's it's whatever uh anything else you want to talk about that's uh shine worthy
0: yeah austin theory okay. um he's he's doing well i'm very pleased to see i loved his backstage segment i love his confidence love his bravado which is the reason why i've always liked this kid why i've always been really high on this kid but i'm glad they're that he's keeping his momentum because it's i, I still am i'm very concerned it's one of those things it's like he needs to put a lot of this together and he's doing it um The negatives with this is like the U S title. He's feuding with the same three people. He had another match with Ali, which I'm fine with. They're great together. I did enjoy that backstage segment. I did enjoy that match. Uh, The ending, obviously uh, your boy ziggles comes back and you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, there are a lot of contenders for theory, but they're all the people that he's pissed off. So it's nothing fresh. It's like, We've seen Theory Ziggler a couple times. We've seen Theory I a couple times. We've seen series theory, theory set and Bobby a million times. Uh so, but it's just like all oh, the matches are good. So I'm not complaining too much, as much as I will for some of the other rerunning type shot uh stuff. But it just uh I'm just enjoying theory. I think he's one of the highlights of the show. And uh I'm glad that he is uh keeping his momentum.
1: Are you trying to upset Austin Theory? You kept calling him a kid. He doesn't want to be called a kid, JC.
0: Uh, he is a kid, Don't he's younger than me, he's a kid.
1: Call me. I'm calling you a kid, Austin. JC Down.
0: JC Down.
1: I'm sure there'll be a shirt there eventually. JC Down. JC Down. That'll be JC
0: Up. JC sideways.
1: Is that what it says? You have no fucking clue what the lyric side of that song is. A Town Down. I know A Town Down. A Town Down. We really need to invest in a J.C. Sings the Wrestling Hits album and in the mega-commercial. Through the commercial.
0: darkness he will rise, Cedric Alexander. Adrenaline. Sorry. <laughs> Cody Adrenaline Rhodes. In my soul, something, something's got to go. Oh,
1: man. Oh. oh! yeah, yeah. You're already halfway through that Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my God. This is going to be a rough one. Um, Something that I thought was actually a lot of fun uh, was just the bloodline in general. But speaking of a bloodline member in particularly, Solo Sokoa. I think I didn't call him Sequoia. Are you proud of me?
0: I I, proud of you. I was ready to laugh when yeah, you said it. I you know.
1: I'm trying really hard. It's really it's not easy for somebody like me who just has the flip-flop and flops. Uh so Solo uh beat up, you know, after the fact, which again, I did, I here's the thing that I don't like. I'll start with what I don't like and then I'll and I'll go back to the shine stuff. I didn't like that Elias got taken out and then they had this random tag match. Like, I know you have to shoehorn in Kevin Owens with bloodline stuff, but it just didn't...
0: I we really want to see Elias wrestle. No, Let's no, 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 no. no. But, like, my here's here's my thought. Yeah, it's like,
1: like, if he's sick with COVID or if he's injured, that sucks. And, like, you know, whatever. Like, well, same thing with McIntyre. If he sick with
0: COVID, he wouldn't have been there. He was there.
1: So. Right. So I feel like something happened there. And yeah, then... I
0: think they just they just wanted to, like, uh, find a way to write Riddle off or something. I don't
1: know. Uh, it, it was a fine match. I didn't have a problem weird. with it. But I loved the Umaga stuff afterwards for Solo. I loved... Because here's the thing about Solo. Like, we knew what he was in NXT. He was, like, doing the best stuff, and, you know, he's sitting there doing his mean gimmick and then whatever. But once he's been on, you know, television every week in SmackDown or Raw, it feels like he really has just been kind of, like, an addition. He hasn't, like, Sami Zayn has been, like, eating scenery, so it's hard to even remotely come close. Then you have Roman Reigns... Then you got the Uso, so I feel like Solo's really taken a back seat for a very long time. We see these, like, very quick flashes of the pan for Solo, but this was the week, especially I think it was because of Umaga, obviously, the passing of Umaga, I think, a while back. That's part of the bloodline and honoring that. But seeing him do the Samoan spike, seeing him do the chair, you know, with the splash in the corner, that to me was like, okay, now I believe this guy's dangerous again. Not necessarily didn't think he was. But I feel like there's sometimes when you have a heel faction that people need to slip on, like, a banana peel, and I feel like Solo is going to have to deal with that sometimes. This was the first time I looked at it and went, yeah, train killer, let's fucking go. And I think that's really, really great. Like, you know, like, especially with Bertsky saying here, you know, that Samoan spike made me feel things. I agree with Bertsky because, you know, you you remember Umaga, and honestly, Umaga doesn't get enough credit. I think there's, like... Umaga was great. And I think the the problem about Umaga was, like, obviously (laughs) way too soon. um, But... The other thing that I think about, too, is, like, if you go back to the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble had a last man standing with Cena Umaga. That match was phenomenal. It's it's, it's a match where they both put their work boots on, and they went and they did it. And Umaga, I mean, you know, he was headlining against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Obviously, there were other, you know, Gaga involved. But still, he was, he was pushed in a way that was, like, he was everywhere every week. So, I think continuing that legacy for Solo is super important, but also making himself different is important too. Like, he can't just be Umaga, you know, next generation. He has to be Solo. So, but I think it's nice that he's honoring his family, and I think he's the only one that could do it. He's the only one that could get away with it, and, and believably. I think, too.
0: Yeah, no, and I think his style kind of fits a lot more than Umaga than the rest of them by far. Um, but, yeah, no, you're definitely right about him kind of being, like, more of the background, which you see that a lot with Enforcer characters. This was the first time we got to him to really highlight his, like, street fighting abilities, like, as I used to coin him in NXT, like, since, like, the Drew feud, when he was, t- obviously, had the great match with Drew, and a lot- he was really involved with that, because that's how he debuted. Um... But it just, yeah, no, it was nice to see. And I like what it sets up down the line because watching Solo beat the piss out of Riddle and like this means we're going to get a Solo Riddle feud. Like it just—it was nice to see like that. They're setting up a big match down the line for Solo as part of the Bloodline because, like you said, it's Sammy's just taking over the Sami mania and then obviously Reigns and the Usos like they're the undisputed champions, you know, in their divisions. So it just Solo's just—it was nice to see him have something. And knowing that him and Riddle is going to be a match down the line, like I am
1: super excited for that because that will probably be a banger, banger after banger after banger. Yeah, and then again, jumping on the Bloodline stuff, something that like made me like. Again, to me, I was like, oh, Sheamus and Mac versus the Usos for the tag team titles. And then, of course, we found out Mac is not available. And then it's like, okay, we'll put in Butch. Again, suitable opponent, suitable replacement. But then you get to a point Just where you're like— I, I agree. Just delay the match. Right. In that delay case. the match because we like Mac. We like the idea of it. But, like, there's so much more that we could do with that versus, like, once you see Butch, you're like, okay. Again, there's not a question in my mind. Is the bloodline going to lose? Those are the type of things that make me excited. When I look at a match graphic or I see someone's having a match and I go, well, fuck, there's a chance, right? And there's no chance. Like, just like on Monday, there's no chance KO was winning with those tag titles with, with you know, with, you know, numb nuts, but it's, that's,
0: it is what it is. And I was just going to say, that's my biggest issue with the Usos right now is, like, there are tag teams in WWE that are good, but it's just, like, they're not, they're so involved in these feuds, like, Roman and Sammy adjacent that we're getting a lot of this, like, th- having them defend twice in one week against hodgepodges, like, that doesn't do it for me, man. It's like you have a really good tag division right now that you're not utilizing, like, or they're doing other things. Like, there's a lot of teams out there that I'd be interested to see few with the Usos. But that's also like the bloodline's awesome, but that's also the negative effect of having the big faction is suddenly one person's feud is everyone's feud, and it kind of muddles mucks it up. That's why, like we just mentioned, Solo hasn't really had his own feature stuff because he's involved in everything Roman and Sammy's doing. And the Usos have kind of fallen in that too. They're involved in whatever Roman and Sammy are doing. So, yeah, I know the Drew Sheamus thing would have been cool because we've seen them tag a few times, and obviously they're two of the biggest stars. So it's a believable team that could upset the Usos. But Sheamus and Butch is just like, eh.
1: you, yeah, Because I, I think, I'm, I'm I'm probably wrong, but somebody that has stats or go to like the internet wrestling database for me, I'm fairly certain that Sheamus and Mac, or some iteration have beaten the Usos while yeah, they, they were technically Yeah, they It was champion. like on a SmackDown. It was like a it non-title leading, match. It was leading into the Drew match, I think. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, at least there's a, a way that you're like, hey, I believe that. Again, believability is very important. Believability makes everything. 100%. And those are, I mean, those are two,
0: like, multi-time heavyweight champions. Like, right. there's not too much more. Belie- That's why, like, if you put two of those guys together, who we know have a friendship, who have also been rivals on TV, but our friendships again, like, it's believable. So it just, you know...
1: All right, anything else you want to talk about that got you excited? In the shine, no. You're all done, shined out? Are you not? No, I'm just, it, I'm asking. You I'm are almost, more positive than I am more No, because I
0: told you the thing, like the raw, I've just, a lot of it, even like some of this stuff, it's just like, it's been very repetitive,
1: mm-hmm. so. Can I get to the heat then? Get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV. I want to start with something that very much upset me, and I think I'm going to get a lot of people upset with me that I'm saying this. The Lacey Evans promo about her going back to basics, Get the, f- what the fuck are we doing? That's what I want to say. The thing bothered me is what much are as we, we doing? I saw your tweet and Oh, I my God. I, I sat there and I went, like, okay, I, I just want to, I just, the one thing that I, I was okay with, right? Like, this is why I just can't deal with it, right? I looked at this and I went, okay, we're going back to basics and all we could do is, like, we do the, her working out. Now, anybody that's anybody knows that when you're working out, you don't wear makeup. Especially and, when you're doing it. And less of
0: you are Lacey Evans and you look right. damn good doing it. Right. I it? mean, she
1: looks good doing it. But the, here's the thing. It's, that's again, well, I've never believability. Seen a movie. Most people are wearing believability. makeup. Believability. Make her look like she's wearing natural makeup. Whatever. But here's the other thing. So she's doing the whole thing and whatever. And she's working hard and doing whatever. And then they hit her with the fucking graphic going, Lacey Evans. Back to basics. All I can think about is what a terrible movie sequel that sounds like. And this is gonna be awful. It's gonna be fucking atrocious. Now, granted, people on Twitter jumping on saying Sergeant Slaughter should be her manager. That it would be West, interesting. It? Yeah. Maybe it was Wes. I don't know. Somebody said something about Sergeant Slaughter being her manager. I know he's tweeted about it saying he would he wouldn't he wouldn't mind doing it. Uh, but I don't I don't see that chemistry at all.
0: Well, here's but, the thing with uh, Here's my biggest thing with Lacey, and it goes back like because Vince did the same thing. They brought her back with all these fucking stupid ass promos, and every week all I was sitting was be like. Just give this fucking woman a mic in front of a crowd. That's Lacey Evans. That is her bread and butter. Like we, like that's the thing is Lacey Evans doesn't need these lead up promos. She's not coming back. And if they try to do the babyface again, it's like no. It's just like the like with Lacey Evans is the perfect person. You bring her out. You have her fucking just undress the crowd with her on the fucking mic and boom she's over because she's a fucking one of the best heels they have in the women's division and in the fucking company. So when I see us again, it's like Vince did the same thing. We have all these fucking, we're going to have weeks of vignettes, weeks of vignettes. It's like, no, give this woman a mic, send her out there and let her be Lacey goddamn Evans because she is one of the best at doing it. So I agree. This shit is heat. Cause like it is, it's just like, just get her on TV, man. She is so talented. Like, I think I said to Wes when he said the sergeant saw everything. The reason why I'm forward is just like they just need to get her back on TV. I think one of the biggest misses of the Triple H era is not capitalizing on how good Lacey Evans is, especially like if you look at the SmackDown women's division, we've been talking about it being stale and this and that, and they're bringing all these women back, which is great. More depth. They desperately need more depth. But you know someone who can really make all those baby faces way more interesting on SmackDown? Lacey goddamn Evans. So it's not that hard. Give her a mic. Send her out there. Let her do the rest because she's damn fucking good at it, and she's also gotten better in the ring. So come on, let's go.
1: Well, there you go. We're gonna clip that off later instead of it's Lacey Evans. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so other things that make me kind of go, huh? What? Don't really like it. It is what it is. I, I was interested in the whole Bray Wyatt stuff, but I think like I'm at a point. You've seen that that meme where it's like the guy poking the thing, saying, "Do something," you know? Like yeah. I'm I'm at that point. And again, Same. I just I. I Bray Wyatt's one of my favorites by far, like superstardom, whatever. Like he's just one in a million. But I look at it and I go, I just want the LA night thing to happen already. And I know we're going to get there. I know it's going to be probably Royal Rumble. So we got four to eight more weeks of this bullshit, but God damn it. I don't see any advancement. I don't see any reason. Like I understand putting him on the TV because people will watch him. I need some advancement. I need something. And again, I'm going to put out a a quote here that I heard from uh, Stephanie McMahon talking about how she gushed over uh, Bray Wyatt coming back, being a huge star and everything. And she did state in there that a lot of fans don't want to just be entertained anymore because our our fan base is more advanced. They want to be misdirected and misled. When I heard that. I I like
0: being misdirected and misled.
1: And I think that's an important distinction. Yeah, yeah. Not in real life.
0: Yeah, no. If a woman
1: comes into JC's life, please don't misdirect him, please. Just don't miss. What? What? What?
0: Oh, no, we've been there. We've done that. You know, yeah. We, let's not that.
1: No, no. This isn't fucking close up magic. You know, no sleight of hand here. Yeah. I'm wrestling. <laughs> Give me all the opposite of what I want in my love life. Misdirect <laughs> the fuck out of me, baby. Pull it. Oh, my God. It was so and so all along. Yeah, that stuff's great. Uh, But no, it's hard because I'm watching this stuff going like, Okay, he cuts a promo. Then Uncle Howdy cuts a promo. And the more the more time that Uncle Howdy is on my television, JC, I'm thinking, well, it's his voice. The longer he talks, you hear it. It's his voice. Like, I just, I know it's all going to work out. I get that because it just- It is
0: taking too And something needs to progress us forward. Like, we've literally, we've been doing the LA Night stuff. It's like- When's this, when's this wrestling debut coming? It's like, let's just do it. Like these two, like they're great, but it's just like, at some point it's like, we know LA Knight is step one. Like, let's, let's get
1: to step one. Right. And I think the other, you know, in in distinction here is like, we're stuck. Like not having a day one is really hurting us. I think creatively. I really do because the Royal Rumble is such a big deal, but it's at the end of January, right? We're in like the second, first week of, of December. We've got three more weeks so you're looking at seven weeks, six to seven weeks of this shit. I don't want that. I don't yeah, want that need, at all. He doesn't need – well, that's the thing with Bray Wyatt. It's like you can't really – he's one of those guys, like if you
0: put him in the Rumble, you got to do it early because right. if not, he's not going to win it, yeah, there's there's a lot of those guys right now. Uh, so they're going to have fun booking that, but it's just it's like if you're really saving Bray and LA Knight to the Rumble, I'm out. It's like just making a main event on one of these SmackDowns, man. Pop a rating like, oh, Roman Reigns and the Usos need the week off. Yeah, do a Bray Wyatt match. You're fine.
1: Right. I just don't think they're going to waste a Bray Wyatt debut, re-debut on SmackDown. I just don't. I, I think it's fine to do it. I just don't think they will do it. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, moving on to stuff that also upsets me. Uh, again, Shayna Baszler, uh, you know, becoming apparently best friends with everybody. And, and having them talk is just awful in general. The Emma thing with the madcap kissing. I- I'll buy it. Whatever. They're a real-life couple. Fine. I just, anytime Shayna Baszler, I'm, it's like... You get your hopes up with Shayna Baszler. You know, like, you want her. I don't anymore. (laughs) I expect what I expect. It's like the banana peel is uh, permanently attached to her leg. Like, she might as well just be like, whoop, and be like, oh, you got to face Ronda in a month? I'll put you over. It's just, I mean, I'm glad she won, but it was just like, eh. It just, I, I just don't believe it sometimes with Shayna Baszler, and it's just like, oh, it's such a mess. Such a fucking mess. And, of course, like, Shotzi and Raquel are there, and, again, we're waiting to the Royal Rumble. So it's like Shotzi is running out trying to help. And then Raquel's got her fake arm brace on so that she can sell the injury. And it's like, again, seven fucking weeks of this, we're going to deal with this? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Have a mini feud. Just let... Ron you know th- who would help all this WrestleMania? Dun, dun,
0: dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. Send her out there, yeah. cage. Send her out,
0: send her out,
1: send her out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I just... I, I'm just... I'm like, I'm this is a tough stretch to be a wrestling fan. It really, well, I'll, I'll tough stretch to be a WWE it fan. It doesn't
0: have to be though. It's just like, like, cause it's like we're getting good matches every week, but right. it's just like build them up and like have it like, I mean, I mean, the problem with AEW now, it doesn't feel special anymore because every week they're like seven title matches. It's like pay per view level cards. So it doesn't feel as special when you do it every week. But like, WWE, it's just like you can find points on the calendar and be like, let's really. I'm looking at it now. So Monday the 26th, the day after Christmas, they could put on they I mean that might even be pre-taped, but it's one of those things just like set up a bunch of big matches for that Raw. You know what I mean? There's just you can look at dates on the calendar and do it or like the next week, the New Year's it's New Year's Day on a Monday. Oh, no, yes, it's New yes. Year's It's on
1: a Sunday. Yes. Yes. So
0: yeah, do the second. Be like, right. "Oh, big one night Raw, New Year." There you go. There's your there's your pay-per-view level rise, January right. 2nd. But I don't know if they will, but they should. They probably will. New Year's usually a pretty big deal, and it's day.
1: It's not day one, but it's day two. Day two. Down sense. Day two. <laughs> the day two pay per view on yeah. Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Uh, moving on to something else that made me. I, I forgot Curt Carrying Cross existed, so seeing him in a backstage segment with a M- Mysterio card was kind of cool. But all I thought about was poor fucking Ray. He tried to get away from the Judgment Day, then he got fucking steamrolled by Gunther. Now he's gonna get eaten alive by. Kron. I thought he loved that match with Gunther, though, because wrestling Gunther's fun. I think for the little dudes. I just, I'm looking at it going like from a, from a perspective of Rey Mysterio, it's like, fuck, like I thought it was gonna be easier on SmackDown. It just got a lot harder. But again, at I mean, least he's
0: wrestling though. Like, what, like, he's not winning titles at this no. point in his career. It's like, just go out there and have good feuds with the younger talent, try to make them
1: more interesting. So here's my thing, and right? So
0: hopefully he makes Karrion Cross more interesting. That, that's my hope, you know, right? My he bar has, is very low.
1: Right. Karrion Cross. if he can't get, if, if Rey Mysterio can't get a good match, and I'm not going to blame Rey Mysterio, but if Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross falls flat, it's Cross. It ain't Rey Mysterio. Because Rey Mysterio literally has done everything that he can possibly do. So that, that's just my thought. I, I don't necessarily enjoy that. Moving on to other things that made me kind of go, huh? Raw was kind of all over the goddamn place. I did not like either triple threat woman's match for different reasons, but the same at the same time. Kind of slippery and botchy, at, sloppy at some points. Uh, the first match with Rhea and Bailey and Asuka was a little bit better, uh, but again, not that much better. And you get to a point where you're just like, triple threats are hard. That's really what it comes down to. We talked about how great Theory and, and Rollins and Lashley was on Survivor Series. It's hard to have a great triple threat match. And you throw two of them out there in the same night, winners face each other next week. We do get a cool, you know, thing going on here. But I just don't understand, again, to what JC said earlier, we're in this weird paradox where it's six people in the division or seven with Bianca. It's just this weird, like, everybody's still together. And I, and I don't... Like, I, I need something to break off. Well, the the, the the thing that I was really looking for here is because I'm assuming this is a device like Alexa. It's probably going to be
0: Alexa and ba- on uh, Bianca. That seems like the tease. And she obviously won in the main event, which I expected. The Bailey one kind of surprised me because it kind of like, to what you were saying about Ricochet earlier, I don't really expect Bailey to win it all because... By God, we just fucking got through with that. We're done with that feud. And they like you literally said it on TV. So her winning is just like, okay, it's definitely Alexa. That's why I was kind of looking for maybe an Oscar or a Rhea upset. Cause Alexa versus Oscar, Alexa versus Rhea, you'd make me think a little bit. But Alexa Bailey, I'm not thinking about it. And by God, if you do fucking throw me a little windy hook and it's Bailey Bianca part fifteen in the past couple months, like no man i i don't need to see it and it's nothing against bailey i still love her and it's, bianca obviously is the fucking goat of woman right now it just it's it's just like let her work with other women it's one of those things It's just it is what it is and so bailey winning to me that was probably my biggest heat of the week because it's just like what are we doing and she probably like i mean she's probably a good partner for alexa she'll make her look good and obviously now you're gonna have the mon come out and probably cost her because we're clearly headed to a becky bailey feud as we should but i would have had them both lose but Whatever, I guess they're just... They feel like Alexa can't get a clean win on her own, so they have to have Becky, have Cost Bailey to get Alexa winning, which sucks because, I mean, Alexa has more championships than, like, anyone. So I know she's small and whatever, and some of her moves are kind of, like, a little soft, but it's just, like, it's worked in the past.
1: It can work now because she's fucking Alexa Bliss. She's people's favorite. So that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I I, I tend to disagree with certain things, but I, I, I agree with the overall sentiment. It's just... It's hard. I mean... I appreciate the women having such a prominent role. That's wonderful. But it's just, I'm getting to a point now where I'm just like, okay, we're in this flux of like, Bianca's probably not going to lose that championship anytime soon. I would assume Rhea is the is the person who then takes it from her at Mania. Yeah, I'm guessing.
0: Uh, see, I but, still think it's going to be Bianca Charlotte and then Rhea will beat Bianca after Mania.
1: Okay, well that that's that's just, fair. My, that's just
0: my guess because it feels like Bianca Charlotte has been the
1: plan for years now. That's the last horsewoman for her takeout. I think that they're going to save that a little bit, and I think that for just for me, if they're doing day one and day two in WrestleMania, I think for some reason Becky Lynch versus Becky Lynch Ronda is one is is the one is that everybody wants, right? Yeah, and that's that's why
0: I think Bailey's a good few because she gets through Bailey. It's I honestly am beginning to think that Becky's going to win the Rumble again. Um, because I don't think they want to have Charlotte win the Rumble, if that's really who I think it is. Um, and like I said, I don't feel like it's Rhea, so I think Becky will run the Rumble and challenge Ronda. But my hope is about the men's uh, World Championships division at uh, WrestleMania, oh. so we'll get there, because, you know, I don't know if, uh, depending how it is booked, you know, we'll get there. I don't want to spoil it. So Okay,
1: all right. Well, I don't think I have too much more that it made me upset. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm all good. I, I, I could talk about disappointing things all day. Let's get hopeful. Would you like to, since you teased? Would you like to go first?
0: Glorious, you're my only hope in Nestlemania. My hope is about this guy right here, the tribal cuck and his two titles. I saw an interesting thread on Twitter between uh, you and Dom and our boy Chris Saletta and a bunch of other people in Guthrie, I think, going back and forth about what to do with Roman at Mania. Because it is a big question because you have you have Cody, you have Sammy, you have Seth, you have The Rock. Like, what do you do? Well, Nestlemania – I still think Sammy might be at the spot at Elimination Chamber. They might get over it there. And then you do Sammy and KO versus the Usos at Mania so he can eliminate him. Uh, Seth will probably have his own other thing to do at WrestleMania, so I don't think it's him. But that leaves Cody and The Rock. And, uh, man, if they had The Rock win the Rumble, I would be a fucking bitter little bitch. But here's the thing, WrestleMania. What, what do you see on the shirt?
1: You're going to take my... I just realized what I wrote for my hope. Go ahead. There's you stole, two you stole, you stole my exact hope, but go ahead. It's I fine. didn't
0: steal it. I thought, you know, I came up with it days ago. but uh-huh. Okay, my sure. Yeah. I'm more prepared for my hope. Mark that down on the record. But Cody wins the Rumble. He challenges Roman Reigns for the title. The title. One title. The Rock comes back. Because he's a little bitch and they clearly want to do this. Uh, he challenges him for the other title. So night one main event, Roman Cody. Night two main event, Roman Rock. There it is. It's simple. He loses to Cody. He beats The Rock. Boom. So Roman has one title, and Cody has a title. Brand split is back. No more cucking. Roman can drop that thing to Sami Zayn on the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. That's the last part of my hope. I don't know if you had that. But Roman Reigns comes out, and he's like, whatever. I beat The Rock. I'm the greatest. And out comes fucking Sami Zayn. Fresh off as winning the tag titles, and he fucking becomes a double champion on an open challenge. Beats Roman Reigns. Boom. Suddenly moving forward after WrestleMania, we have Cody Rhodes. As the WWE champion. We have Sami Zayn as the universal champion. The tribal cock goes into uh, whatever he wants to do after. We have two champions. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag
1: that's how you split the motherfucking titles, bitch. So literally, I as you're saying it, I'm like, holy shit, that's what I wrote down. But it's fine. There was one big difference between your hope and my hope. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. I want to go full Lex Luger, Bret Hart, Rock, and Cody go over the top rope at the same time, and they both land, and then you then you have to give them one night. God, I hate that spot. I know, I know, but that, I when I, that all spot. I could think about was, so I don't know if you guys watched this, and I, and I sent this picture out on oh. Twitter, so go check it out. The Rock has a show called Young Rock on the Peacock, and uh, if you if you look real closely in the memorabilia of last week's episode, relax. What? What's the matter?
0: Instead of Rock and the Peacock. Yeah.
1: Rock the Peacock. Rock the Peacock. Instead of Rock the Caspa? Never mind. Anyway, you probably never heard that na, song. na 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 Rock the Caspa. What do you mean I heard it? Are you kidding me? All right, so anyway, so here's my thing, is having them do that, if you go back to what the Rock said uh, in his last Rock, the the Young Rock show, they went to this, so the the show is set in the future, and him, you know, like, I think it's like 2040 20, 20, 40 or something like that, or 2030, he's in this memorabilia room, and they have the uh, Undisputed Championship hanging up. They have the WWF Wing Eagle Championship. And in the middle, JC, people saw, was the blue Universal Championship. And I was like, well, then. Yep, it's happening. He's going to win that championship. No, is He's he, he, what is he going
0: to defend it? Is he going to hold it till the
1: SummerSlam? The then we have a new cock. So here's, here's my other. Here's my the Rocky cock. Hold, on, the Rock hold cuck. on. Hold on. Hold on. There is another scenario in my head that could potentially happen here, right? If if The Rock is the only person against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? And then The Rock wins and takes both championships on Monday, hands him to Triple H and says, now let everybody win. You know I what I mean? I think that's what he does. That. Why? I hate that even more. Why? That is fucking stupid. Why?
0: That is stupid. He's the man of the people. He's Not a man enough, of the dumb. people. Fuck him. He'd be such a bitch if he did that. Why? Fuck him if they do that. Fuck that. If they do that. That's a fucking terrible idea. You kidding me? So here's the thing. Not only are you going to fucking give no one the Roman rub, which he has built up now for three years. You're just going to fucking, you're going to give it to the fucking rock. Who's then going to leave again and just leave the titles. So that whole Roman reign, no one gets the momentum from it. That's fucking terrible. Terrible. Get it out. Take that. Throw it in the trash. Get the fuck out. Someone needs to get a piece of that Roman momentum.
1: I just don't see it happening besides The Rock. Maybe Cody. Maybe Fuck Cody. The Rock. So if he comes out and wins the Royal Rumble, My how pissed are you going to be? I'm just going to ask you right now. If Roman Reigns has to fit... If, sorry, I'll go back. If The Rock comes out at WrestleMania... Sorry, if it comes out at Royal Rumble, The Rock comes out at the Royal Rumble, are you going to have a childlike toddler meltdown like I did with Kelly Kelly?
0: No, because I'm not you. I'll probably just go like this.
1: Well, that was anticlimactic. You're just going to sit there and harumph? Yeah. I'm not a child. Come on. You are a child. You are absolutely. I a have child.
0: video of you in the Kelly Kelly thing. It's, it's NSFW. You can't go on the internet.
1: Yeah, obviously. Except you put it on the internet, didn't you? So whatever. Uh, I'm fairly certain Instagram, you did. Sorry. Yeah. There's a couple of. also exploited... berating
0: a TV with his middle fingers in the air, screaming cuss words at Kelly Kelly. I,
1: here's the thing. I did see. I did scream the f word. There were other people who said other things. They were not me. So oh, that's yeah, why that's it can't it. be out on whatever. But that's just me. Whatever. I'm just—I don't know. Did you just call me? He said, "Billy, Billy Jean King is right. I'll definitely pop when the rock enters." Billy Jean King, are you calling me? Well, actually, you know what? She's 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 a tennis star. That's okay. I'm okay with it. It's fine. I can see it. I know I can too. So I can't. I can't debate it. It's it's. There. I can see it. I, I never,
0: ever, yeah. never ever never ever put that together.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I'll give it to him. I I can't <laughs> even be I can't even be mad at that compliment. So it's fine. It's fine. You need a moment? Man, you, need- you should have done the tennis collection for the maximum male model. I Don't tried. So good.
0: Nestle Gene King.
1: Nestle Gene King. Thanks. <gasps> hey, I, if uh if Doc had better Photoshop skills, I'm sure he'd put my head on, on the rest of the her body or something, you know?
0: He's probably doing it right now. Here, you can
1: take a screen cap of me going like this, Doc. There you go. <laughs> Oh there you good. go if you want to do a photoshop later that's that's good i like that i like so, that a lot oh yeah billy jean nestle there you go all right good way I mean, to end the hope segment yeah, all right let's anyway get let's get do backy.
0: don't call it a comeback she was here for years kind of and then went away but the shiniest wizard is back in my life i've hoped for her several times Tegan Knox is one of my favorites she's a stud really good in the rain we didn't really get a good look at her much last time like she was randomly called up with like i think shotzi and they had two tag title matches and they came out on a tank and they stopped coming out. So people might not even remember her on the main roster. Cause she was here like a month before she was released. Uh, and then the thing that sucks for her is uh, she, since she lost her job in the States, she lost her, citizenship and she's been stuck in england unable to work over here um so it seemed like the only way she was going to get it is if she got rehired by a major company and wwe brought her back they clearly got through the paperwork which i'm happy about uh tegan's still really young she's got a lot to live uh a lot to give on the roster she obviously has the immediate story with dakota kai down the line like her and rhea ripley have a very long history going back to uh, the mayon tournament and stuff. Uh, I believe it was against Rio when she got injured and they had a great match when she came back. So you have that down the line, but she's just another body in a very thin SmackDown women's division. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see her back. Her and live. It seems like are taking on the damage control to be on team Becky. Cause you know, six woman tags is what Nessa wants. But, uh, yeah, I'm thrilled to see my girl Tegan Knox back. I've been hoping for, for a while, uh, for her on screen, off the screen, because now she can have her life
1: back. So I'm thrilled for that. She was, so when I saw that, it was like Tegan Knox. Like the the, whole crowd didn't know what to do.
0: Go back and watch like Alexa Bliss's debut and all these other people's. When they don't do it at a major show, that's what you get. It's like you get a random crowd in Buffalo, unless someone's going through a table, they ain't fucking reacting in Buffalo. It just, I'm just saying. But no, like seriously, look at all the NXT call-ups throughout the years that isn't on like a Raw After Mania. Like, well, someone posted the video of Alexa Bliss's debut. That thing was silent as a a mouse. And that was because what NXT, I mean, we see the numbers. Not a lot of people watch this. They might not be familiar with it in those bigger crowds. So she'll be fine. She's a stud. Uh, She got two bad
1: wheels, though. She got two bad wheels. That's rough.
0: A lot of people have bad wheels.
1: It's wrestling. It ain't ballet, Adam. Come on. Who the fuck is Adam? Who the fuck is Adam? No, I'm not Adam. I don't call you by your government name, dickhead. My government name is JC. That's what it says in my birth certificate. Yeah, well, if I ask Doc, he spells JC. My first name is J.
0: My last name is C. My middle name is Space. J Spacey, baby.
1: Now I want to Photoshop your head in space. There you go. Who's your comeback? My comeback is to Alexa Bliss because she's finally fucking doing something. I know the lyrics to that song. Do you? Yep. The new one? No, the, the old one. Oh. Oh, the new
0: one's, da da-da, right now.
1: I don't know. It's not impressive, but it'll impressive. do. <laughs> impressive. Impressive. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say was like we know that they've been just fucking like just sitting there for months doing the fucking behind her, you know, like and she had Lily there as she was working out, and I, I had to go back and go, oh, are they gonna flick at the TV? They did, thank God. And uh, then flicking at TV. And then she did the you know, she looked like she was gonna do the Wyatt, you know, uh, Sister Abigail. That didn't happen. Nice storytelling though. But I thought, okay, cool. She won, so she's gonna lose to Bianca, lose her fucking shit, and then we're. Off to the races. We're gonna go right to where we need to go with her. So this is the first time where I've watched Alexa Bliss. She's been back for a while, but she's been kind of floating. She's been in no woman's land. Yeah. kind of,
0: you know, like she's She's on Team Bianca, just in the background. Just says, Finally, we get to see her. I think her and Bianca. It'll be good on the mic because yeah. I think people forget how good Alexa is at talking.
1: I think she's great. I think the thing is, is like you just need to make it again believable, or have her just fucking lose flat out because Bianca's a stud, and yeah, then have will. her lose her loser her shit. Yeah, that's one of the things where either she either she taps into it beforehand to make it interesting or she loses her shit afterwards. And I'm sold. That's what I'm looking for here. I'm not looking for a win or a loss here. I know that Bianca has better, bigger things to go on right now. And, you know, Alexa Bliss has been doing a lot of good stuff, but she deserves this. She deserves more. And I'm just happy to see her get more. So she gets my comeback. I like that.
0: Good comeback. Let's get to the big old finish, WrestleMania This week on SmackDown, you mentioned it earlier, the Usos defend the Undisputed Tag Team Champions against Butch and Sheamus. You're picking uh, the two-thirds of the Brawling Brutes, right? No, nope? Absolutely okay. not. Move on to Raw. Raw actually has three things announced next week. We have Seth and Bobby in a number one contenders match. Who wins?
1: I feel like Seth Rollins is going to win because Brock Lesnar is going to come out again.
0: I would be surprised if Brock Lesnar came out, but I do think Seth wins, Um, and we get the theory Seth rematch. Uh, Becky... I got Becky. She's. I wrote down Becky. I'm gonna Alexa Bailey. Uh, it sounds like we're both taking Alexa there. Ding ding. Yep. Yep. And the other match announced is Candice LeRae versus EO Sky. For those of you who do watch NXT, you remember the Baynas, the awesome feud they had down there a couple of years ago. They got great chemistry, so I am excited for that match.
1: Not necessarily going to be a bad match. I just I've, I've seen Nikki Cross lurking in the background off, and I, I'm thinking to myself, here's the thing: Nikki Cross inevitably will probably face Candice LeRae. But if Indy Hartwell for some godforsaken reason Impressive. Needs, needs to get the fuck up there. I don't know what, what they're taking so long with her because she's not really doing anything in NXT. Like, I, I I don't mind seeing Nikki Cross and Candace being a team for like half a second, and then you know Andy can come in and fucking squash her and get her out of there. But, but Nikki already had a tag team partner that they just dropped the story of, and I'd rather see that.
0: Where the hell has she been, by the way? Dude, I'm assuming they're repackaging her, but it's just like I don't know. I just, this is old. I like Nikki A.S.H. big way by the Nikki Cross, even as still as a god. Just, I don't know, this character. And just knowing that fucking sanity might be coming back is just driving me insanity, so.
1: Oh, yeah, we didn't even get to give our comeback yeah, to Eric yeah. Young, who died oh, in yeah, Impact great. and is going to be yeah. reborn in WWE. Yeah,
0: I know he's your favorite, so. He's good at giving out uh, fantasy hockey picks, and uh, he's an entertaining guy, but uh, I like him better in a small pond. So, uh, yeah, not thrilled. About not, that for well. me, bruh. not for me, bro. Not for me. Yeah, we have NXT deadline this week, Nestlemania. So I we know. will make pictures for that in a moment. But we have to round out the card first. Uh, they probably will uh, tonight on Tuesday. So if you listen on, uh, on um, Wednesday, then, well, uh, yeah, this is going to uh, be out of date. But who cares? Wagner, Axiom, Chase. Uh, who is the last person to get an Iron Survivor match? on am picking Axiom.
1: I'm picking Chase. I don't know why. I feel like as much as I want the Wagon, and I do, uh, we've already seen Wagon Breaker, which actually was a pretty good match. Uh, I think that Chase gets in... Because he's had, he's had the, they made a joke of it, but I think he's going to get in.
0: Well, he is a joke, but Duke Hudson makes him way cooler. But yeah, it'll definitely be a baby face. We agree on that. Just so We disagree on who it is. In the woman's uh, last qualifier for the Iron Survivor, it is Fallon Henley, Indy Hartwell, who is impressive. And Wendy Chu's probably taking a nap right now in WrestleMania. Who you got?
1: I want Fallon. I, there's something about her that screams star quality. I don't, I, I like Indy. I do. I think she's, she's a good, she's a Good entertainer.
0: There's more money in her, like breaking down, like she has been, in losing yeah. this.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the issue. Is I think she needs to go lose, 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 lose. Uh, Wendy Chu can do no wrong, but I just don't see how the Iron Survivor yeah. Challenge can really benefit her. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I know.
0: think I, th- as much as I've really loved this gimmick, it's we're getting to the point now where it's like she's so good that she can outgrow it now. Like it was fun for a while, but now I think it's kind of holding her back because a gimmick like that, I feel like there's a ceiling and I feel like they've reached that. And I've seen enough from her to know that she can be a star. So um, I don't know when that's going to be, but I think that especially before they call her up, I doubt she's going to debut with a
1: pillow, but you never know. Put her, uh, back that- the, put her back in the makeup and make her the crazy uh, lady that uh No, Ziya- no, no, no.
0: Keep her away from Zia Lee because that woman can't what get on What about a tag team? Either. We need
1: women's tag teams. No. Why not?
0: Because one of them's good and one of them isn't. Uh, we'll move on to NXT Damn. deadline, though. We just set it up. The men's Iron Survivor Challenge to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, Grayson Walla, Joe Gacy, and you have Chase. I have Axiom,
1: Meselmania, who will be the first ever Iron Survivor I feel winner. like Melo has to win this. Mello don't miss. You I don't think. miss. I, I think if the fact that it's just like, if he wins, he wins. If he don't win, he's up on the roster. It's just like, that's what it is. So Yeah, no, I, I think this is
0: mellow, too. I think it's a good way to him rebound off his uh, loss of the North American Championship. That takes us to the Women's Irish Survivor Challenge to determine the number one contender for Mandy Rose's NXT Women's Championship. We have Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and in this one, we both have Fallon in those booty shorts, Henley, and Nestlemania. I feel like I, I kind of did it like I laid it out in my hopes last week. I think that they're gonna like make Roxanne fail one more time and this is actually gonna be Cora's spot to pull the surprising
1: win. I would think that, but as you have you described everybody, I went Fallon Henry, hit Fallon Henry, Fallon Henley not ready yet. Roxanne is the only one that's really a baby face to me that's gonna win. Then I think it's time for Roxy to win fair and square. So I think we're there, just in separate. But if she ways.
0: wins, I think she's beating Mandy, and I don't think they're doing that to WrestleMania show. So that's why that's the only reason I didn't pick her. But I agree with your logic. That's why I think they won. I because I don't know if they're gonna. There's no good I baby know.
1: faces in this match
0: except Roxy. Like that. That's I, that's ready. I agree. No, I agree. I agree but again I think they've done I think I would like to see a Mandy Cora feud with even though it's heel heel and I know you get like all hot and bothered about it it doesn't bother me as much in certain scenarios I think this is like the best Cora Jade has ever been by far and I want to see that kind of version go against Mandy the measuring stick to kind of see how far she's come because I think it would be really good and I think it could work and it just gives a little bit more extra to Roxanne's motivation so that's me but you got Roxy I got Cora with the only other match as of this point that is scheduled is a singles match for the NXT Championship Braun Breaker defense against Apollo Cruz. I don't know if it's going to be on a rowboat in the middle of a lake and they're fishing, or if
1: they're going to be in a coffee shop, but they will be fighting for the NXT title. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just pick Apollo. Apollo. I don't know why. I just think it's his time, baby. I don't know.
0: It's. I think this is the first believable opponent for Braun in a while. But I am going to pick Braun because I don't know. I just. I. I Braun's at that point where it's just like I don't think it's time yet. So. I'll pick Braun. I don't feel good about it. It's probably the least confident I am. We expect they'll add more matches tonight on NXT. Probably some tag matches maybe. Uh, Kaden and Katana versus Toxic. I'd take Kaden and Katana in that one to retain. Um, and then, yeah, maybe we get Pretty Deadly.
1: I don't know. Yes, boy. Maybe we get Wesley. I don't know. Wesley doing things with Dijak, though. And Tony D. There could be a triple threat match there at Deadline. That's actually a good call. So yeah, I think we'll that'd see. be interesting because I think Dijak's great. But I don't think Dijak needs to be in NXT for very long. What do you think of the new look? It's like if Big Boss Man, (laughs) like, met Stallone. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, it just, it don't make any sense. Like, my brand of justice. I'm like, all right, don't take yourself so seriously, guy. But... I kind of did dig, like, his and Tony's interaction, though. Because him as, like, a
0: short-term hired gun for Tony that would eventually turn him kind of works. Because, I mean... What a mafia guys do? They have hitmen. You know, he did I, say. I I mean, I, he goes, Hijack I, I mean, looks like a fucking hitman. He's fucking huge, and he's yeah. got the glasses." Like, so I think it could work because I think, like, it's one of those things. Like Tony D had when he had the Escobars there. He had the whole family, and he's kind of lost the family. And then one of them is in AEW now. Uh, you know, being part a of a, fucking, fa- a factory.
1: He went from a family yeah. to a factory. The family. He
0: went. He went from a family to a factory worker. Here from Tony uh, D. <laughs> So QT Marshall, He did dress up his Sting though, didn't he? He a did. Weeks ago? He did. So he has that going for yeah, him. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think I need I need a little more members of the D'Angelo family because I think Tony's such a stud and uh, he's someone who makes sense uh, with that. So I think him and Dijak would be a cool union and especially it'd be like another mountain for Wesley to climb. So I agree with that. Anything else next year? Should we go to A-Dub? Let's go A-Dub. Hey, you dope. Uh, This Wednesday, we have a big show. uh, But we're going to start off with the fucking reruns of all reruns. Hager and Garcia taking on Claudio and Yuta because this feud will never end. I can't believe how much the hat is over, but that's just beside the point. Dude, the hat is great. It's the best Like Hager has been since we're the people. Like, it just... He he made a purple hat get over. Like, I don't know if you want...
1: Orange Cassidy got that shit
0: over because that's the gift of Cassidy. But, like, credit to Jake Hager for going to a fucking like shopping in a freezer section and nothing but shorts and the hat. Like it just like, that's how you sell a gimmick. It's working.
1: Uh, very quickly. I just want to interject here. Kaylee Ray and Casey Navarro are at the performance center tryouts today. Those are indie standouts. So I just want to make sure your boy Dom feds uh, looking for a little bit of love Is there. Is Dom our scout? Dom might as well be. I mean, the, between Is Dom. Is the job
0: or, or scout? Dom, I know Kylie Ray, Dom but TJ, I never and them.
1: I think I would even throw in Ray to a lesser extent. Those three, They love... It's like, if I want to know about Japanese wrestling, Conway. Like, Conway knows more about anything in my... You know what I mean? But I feel like TJ, Dom, and Ray are like... They scout. They do a lot of scouting. Well, Ray watches
0: a lot of impact. He's using my impact. And I know Dom watches everything. That's why I say Dom, because I feel like Dom has his, like, fingers in all the pies, you know, getting a sample of everything.
1: Kylie Ray is incredible, says the Dom. Yes,
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. And Uh, we obviously know the reasons why she's had issues in the
1: business. But, yeah, Navarro's a dime of a dozen. Yeah, I mean, you know... I agree. You want to flip-flop, and he's good, but you know it's, it's going to be rough. But uh, they'll sign people who they want to sign. Um, sorry. Anything else on AEW? You want to get going?
0: Yeah, I believe it's the Dynamite Diamond Battle
1: Royal this so week. Can I just can I just speak about this for one fucking second? Yeah. This is my this is the crux of why WrestleMania cannot deal with AEW in general, right? I just can't. Like in theory, it should work. In theory, I should be excited about this, and you should be shut up at WrestleMania. It's fine. But okay. MJF has the fucking ring three years in a row, right? Like It's it's his thing. What I can't fathom is that Ricky Starks has already won the number one contendership. He does not need to be in a battle royal. It's just like insult to injury. Does he get another title shot well, down the no, line? You know, like no, there's, no, there's, there's no explanation. There's no need. Yeah, there there's, a, there's a disconnect to why this is happening, and that, to me, drives me Fucking bonkers. Because did you not watch a- Ricky Starks' promo?
0: He wants to take something from MJF. before He wants to take his second most prized possession before he takes his first prized possession. That's why it's Ricky Starks playing mind games like, oh, look, because then he can
1: come on and be like, look, it,
0: I got your dynamite diamond ring. But he, 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 so Next,
1: I'm going to have your title. Again, it a- works. explanation. Explanation here. Did, did Hold on. The- just, no. just shut the fuck up and let me talk. I'm trying to tell you. The person who is in the battle royal. So does that mean MJF is in the battle royal? I don't no, think so. No, he has
0: a title. He doesn't need it.
1: But my question is, did he give up the? They haven't. They had. They haven't done a good job saying he gave up the championship. It's up for grabs. Because what I thought was the person the who wins works. the battle royal then has to face MJF to no, win. Because no. no, if that's the works. case, it's stupid. Because MJF ain't
0: taking an L, bruh. That's not how it works. It's like the World Cup. It's like you do a tournament every year. It's like the old champion is the champion until they're not anymore. So if MJF wants to be in the match, like he has been in the past, he can win it again. If he's not in the match, then we're going to have a new one. It's an annual I thing. that's it's like, right. It's like King of the Ring. It's like you don't have to face the old king. It's like you do a tournament if you win.
1: I hope you're right. Because if it is he wins a battle royal and has to face Max to get it, that's done. That's well, he's dumb. already facing
0: Max. so No, I know. Really That's what
1: I'm saying. All of this is just should be negated. It doesn't matter. You're confusing yourself too much by overthinking it. That's I all am. I got
0: to say, NestleMania. Um, and then they have a bunch of random talk segments because it's AW. Uh, then we have this that came out of nowhere. I had no idea this was a thing. A TNT title match between
1: Samoa Joe and Darby Allin. I'm actually looking forward to this matchup. I think Darby Allin might get an actual good match out of Samoa Joe. I think this is the first time Darby Allen's been on fucking dynamite
0: in like three years. They always just stick him on a random rampage match because they try to make us watch that shitty show. But it's
1: like I really like Darby Allen; he's a stud. Why don't he? Why doesn't he get showcased more? But well, know, he loves that show. TNT championship. I just you know the king of the king of television uh, needs to fucking you know keep going. But good lord, you know what? Here's the thing: I would have rather see Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the ROH championship on that fucking pay per view because anything Samoa Joe does in talking wise, sells me. And like we've talked about, but then when the bell rings, I don't care. Well, here's the
0: thing. Does Darby Allen move around so much that Samoa Joe could just stand there and be boring and it doesn't matter because we're just watching Darby Allen? The problem is, is, when he catches him in a sleeper, I'm going to fall asleep. But exactly. But I think here, Darby Allen might be the
1: Samoa snore negator just by being like, pew, 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 pew. I just want to see him run full speed at Samoa Joe through the bottom rope outside and have Joe just boing. You know, like, I just think that's going to be fun. Boing and bop. Yeah, I... Uh, but again, I, I, I've i lowered my expectations, obviously, but I think this this will exceed it. Yeah, I
0: think so, too. And so, speaking of the thing that I am most looking forward to, they're finally doing it in WrestleMania. Scissor me Timbers, the acclaimed, are giving FTR, who have, were number one rankings when they used to do rankings for like eight years in a row. They're finally getting their title match this Wednesday on Dynamite. But uh, you know it's going to be tastic because the ass boys are gunning for those ROH belts. So you know the ass boys are going to interfere in this match, cost FTR, to set up probably a final battle match because I'm assuming that's the way the... what is that what it's called? Final battle? Final battle, yep. Fucking fuck if I know. But yeah, FTR ass boys. But hey, at least FTR is getting the opportunity at the acclaim because I want to see these two teams together inside the ring. I think it's
1: going to be a lot of fun. So I don't know if you heard that the, uh, the Dax and, and Axe... Dax and Axe... Dax and <laughs> Cash, excuse me. Uh, they had an interview and they said, you know, their contract's up in January or something like that. They think their contract's up. Yeah. And so the funny part to me was like, they didn't want to take a year off and work indie dates. All I could think about was like, what? Okay, sure. Well, Whatever you say. Well, there? I mean, they can do the New Japan. They could probably pop up and impact you a little bit there before they
0: re-sign with WWE. Because yeah. let's be honest a lot of people want to go back now. You saw it last week with uh Mr uh Mr Deadman William Regal. Uh he's going to go rejoin his son and his
1: other son Triple H in uh WWE. I mean there's no you can't like Regal anywhere doesn't make sense. It, you know what I mean? It just doesn't fit. Regal is WWE. He just is. Yeah, there's no other way behind it.
0: They tried with the Blackpool Combat Club. It worked for a lot of people. It didn't particularly work for me, but it like it was it at least was like it it made sense. But it just, like, Regal and AEW, when they put him with Max, I'm like, Max doesn't need a fucking talker right. to, like, take him out. That's why I popped big when he took him out. I'm like, that's exactly what they need to do. Exactly what they need to do. Uh-oh. And then you find out that Regal's might be done with the company anyway, so it really works out. Very quickly, what do you think of the uh, the BBB belt? Come again? The big Burberry belt. Oh, the big Burberry belt. I forgot that's what he called it. Um, I like that MJF gets a unique belt. Because if there's any character... That should have one. It's him. Um, do I love the look of it? It's not my favorite, but it's it's him. It fits him. So
1: I just the thing is, it's like it's a vinyl strap, so it, yeah. w- it looks weird with the Burberry you know stripes. It is. It, it, it is. It is. Very, very visually odd, a
0: pleasing. It's yeah. It, it's that.
1: not something like oh my, like all the the belt lovers and stuff are like oh this be great, but I don't like for me. I do love custom championships. I think they're incredible when they're done correctly. I wish like, it spun. Yeah. Exactly. He should have done like a spinning uh Burberry. That'd have been great. That'd be yeah, that'd give me fucking hypnosis. But the yeah. other thing is like like the Daniel Bryan custom one with the fucking eco title. If yeah. I could find that and hang that on my mantle, I would. I'd it's probably like five hundred dollars. Yeah. I just I just thought it was great. But I'm not gonna pay three to five hundred dollars for something that could be made for ten bucks. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. But it's cool. Well it wasn't made out of cardboard, according to Daniel Bryan. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, but no I mean it, that was a great gimmick it was a great gimmick you guys the, the hot dog promo before the Royal Rumble was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life just him that's like so <laughs> making fun of people who eat hot dogs is just you know yeah you know and mean, didn't that lead to
0: the Ambrose combat uh, the hot dog cart where he's spraying ketchup and mustard everyone, or was that probably, something else no it was
1: something else he, he did that he no. did that with uh, with uh, your boy ah, 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 ah. So. oh yeah that's right because I, I that was my favorite hot dog moment on wrestling history we could do hot dog moments in history we could do that it would be a nice little segment <laughs>
0: I think we just named it, I
1: know. I can't think of any of that. I'm sure someone else will think of it. <laughs> uh, anything else on AEW you want to get over this? I think that's it. Are What's you sure? The shit on Rampage? Uh, Well, is there more? I don't know. I just I just knew there was a graphic. I just MJF's think. talking, Jamie haters getting interviewed. I don't fucking know. Okay. Uh, it is what it is. All right. Anything know. else you want to get out of here? Uh, I got nothing, bro. I okay. got a deadline and uh this Saturday. Deadline this Saturday. You gotta watch. I thought it was in two weeks, but yeah, it's the tenth, so that's this Saturday. All right. Well then. Thank you for listening to The Jobberknocker, and we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Burberry. <laughs>